Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friends are Corner House. We recorded this last week in my home in Portland, Oregon. I'm recording this intro in Nashville because my old time trio, Tall Poppy String Band, is going to Folk Alliance International. If you're coming, follow us on Instagram and Facebook for our showcase schedule and come on out. Then we're playing in Champaign, Illinois on Sunday the 5th on our way back to Nashville. So come on out to that too if you're within driving distance of the Champagne of cities. Stick around afterwards to hear how to keep up with Corner House, but first here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. Thank you. 
Aww. <laughs> just, just how we practice it. <laughs> exactly like that. Uh, Corner House, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thanks for having me. I'm going to run us. through the names. This is the test. <laughs> I wasn't just dissociating the whole time while I listened to pronunciations. <laughs> Over on the cellos, Casey Murray, welcome back to the show. Um, Ethan Hawkins on the guitar, welcome back to the show. It's good to see you. Ethan Satiawan, welcome to the show. Good to see you again. Nice to be here. I think the last time I saw you, I think, was in 2019 in the corner house. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah, yeah. At, okay. uh, at a yeah, show with, with Jake. Oh, nice. I, I think you were there. Um, Could be. Probably. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and then Louise Beckett. Um, and I also met you yeah. at Corner House. <laughs> I think it like in like 2017 or something oh, once. Wow. And I don't even necessarily remember if at that time you were f- playing a bunch of uh, old time music or just kind of dipping your toes in. Probably at that point, yeah. just starting to <laughs> yeah dive but into it. A you sound like you've been playing it a long time now. Oh wow! Yeah, nice. you sound great. That's really nice of you <laughs> to say. Lovely to play with you. Yeah, yeah. Aww. Okay, I think I got <laughs> all the names. <laughs> That makes me so nervous every time, even if I'm not on record. I'm yeah. just like, when I have to like... Oh, me too. Introduce a room full of people that I'm like... I used to play a lot of weddings and it would be like standing before the thing being like... Seeing the names over and over again. And you'd get yeah. on stage and be like, please welcome to the floor... The bride and yeah. groom! <laughs> please welcome to the floor, person I've known a decade... Person I've cried with probably multiple <laughs> times, <laughs> whose name I definitely know for those reasons. Yeah, of course. Sometimes okay. the mind does weird things. <laughs> uh, let's talk about the corner house. Uh, this is a, a big deal house in Boston, uh, and you've named your band after it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess we did it. Eh? <laughs> the old Brighton House. Yeah. The old. Well, on I mean, the corner. I mean, I mean, to, 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 to be fair, we were having a terrible time trying to find a name. We were. <laughs> um, it, this band was almost named Gravity of Birds. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know this book. not the band. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I know, I know. I, 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 <laughs> I relinquish. We might have even done one show. Oh, I, I know we did. I know we did. And that was the worst show one that we've ever played. Terrible <laughs> show. Okay. It was because of the name yeah. that all of that happened. Yeah. But, um, yeah. To give credit where credit's due, our friend Mike Fogel uh, helped yeah, with he the. Um, he sent us oh. probably fifty band names <laughs> of, with playing with some ideas that we told him about that uh you know themes that come up in the band and in the music and such and uh is he like a paid consultant <laughs> <laughs> uh no he's an er doc in boston okay uh, plays fiddle and mandolin and smokes meat yeah smokes um, good meat <laughs> but uh yeah this was one of them and yeah so uh but yeah the brighton house it's this big house on the corner mm-hmm. in brighton massachusetts where uh many many of your favorite musicians have lived so <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Or spent the week or spent the night on the couch or (laughs) partied, played tunes in the kitchen, slash the hallway, slash the stairs, slash the living room, slash the bathroom maybe. (laughs) So many people that I love listen to listening to have have lived there. Um I've also heard some of the wildest stories (laughs) uh that like are I try to like not have like an edited, you know, like like a too censorious podcast. But there are like sp- <laughs> stories that I've heard <laughs> that are not appropriate. <laughs> like, I'm just like, holy shit! Like, there's been, yeah, it's, there's so much history there, and I don't even know how long that has been a house over for, a like, decade. Over now. a decade. Well, yeah. obviously, come on, probably was nearing it, fifteen years. Was it 2000, 2010. Yeah. Nine or ten? Nine yeah, yeah. Twelve years, thirteen years. Yeah, it's a long time. Uh, I, I love that you're invoking everything that, uh, that house seems to have, <laughs> like it's, it's a bold move to invoke. It's <laughs> just like so much stuff has happened there. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So much humanity has happened there. Oh yeah. For yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. It's got, it's there, there's, there's alum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Right. <laughs> and there's different. like much of that makes it into the lyrics. Like oh, the, yeah. Fruit bats in the attic at the eighty-five. Oh yeah! yeah. Well, I've, when I first moved into the the corner house, <laughs> um, uh, 
Yeah, we had a bat problem. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was very scary. Fr- fruit bats? Uh, I, well, I guess it's... I don't think it would... They were fruit bats. You just needed a, a syllable. Creative I had, license. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, there's this... There, you know, Greg List, the... the, the uh, the landlord of said house, so to speak. <laughs> so to speak. He's one of the like. He's like the da- a dangerous gentleman. Isn't that the name? Yeah, of yeah. Deadly, the, deadly, 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 deadly. Yeah, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah. Sorry, Greg. Please <laughs> come on the show. <laughs> I've slandered you and called you dangerous. But you're actually I mean, deadly. Him, him with that banjo, yeah, dangerous yeah. and yeah. deadly. <laughs> but apparently, uh, uh, you know, you know, just sitting there in the. Um, in the in the door door jam, uh, uh, you know, Greg's walking downstairs and he sees a bat, <laughs> and he just uh, you know goes and gets one of his records and uh, <laughs> and and a cup and just like puts the cup over the bat and slips the record underneath like a it. spider just uh, <laughs> yeah just and. I mean, I'm terrified of bats. I don't, I mean, um, I'm ter- terrified of rabies. Uh, you know, they can't see straight and, you know, all that stuff. So um, I can't see at all. He told me this story and I was uh, appalled. <laughs> it was, it was, was this in the, the, the interview? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to get a slot in the house. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not be afraid of bats. <laughs> Uh, yeah, when did this band form? I think it was the very end of 2017 that okay. we kind of settled on a name and started thinking about playing some shows. Mm-hmm. And then in 2018, we uh, went to Scotland, mm-hmm. the three of us. Uh, Casey was a slightly later addition to the band that fall. Right after we came back from Scotland. We yeah. decided when we were in Scotland, we were like, we should ask Casey. Actually, <laughs> it was because I was playing cello. And I'm a bad cello player. You are. And, and we decided that we must hire a real cello player. No, we decided so. we wanted cello and mandolin. Uh, okay, okay, okay. okay. Not a bad cello we should switch sometime. Sure. We can do that. Do you play mandolin as well? I grew up playing fiddle. Yeah. Casey plays everything. So if I had strings, I could probably figure it out. This is the attitude you need. <laughs> you hear this? That's how we hired her. <laughs> I'm just big dogging you in this interview. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, well, let's let's play another tune. Yeah. Great. What do you want to do next? Um, how about Muddy Creek? Great. What is this a G tune? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think I, I think I've played this.
so when we <laughs> when we ran uh, that tune like a couple times right before we like recorded it, something one of my favorite things happened uh, in um, <clears throat> old time among old time players, which is there was a count off, and then people started playing the tune at different points. In the yep. <laughs> I love that. That's the best. <laughs> Louise and, and, and Ethan Satiwan um, have different con- concepts of where beat one is. Right, right. Uh, I really did. <laughs> so confused. And I think you maybe still do. Yeah. And, and that sounded great. <laughs> There's some sort of like... I don't know. The key to like humanity's survival <laughs> is here, <laughs> like in this like, like beat the pluralism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's inspiring to me. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's the best. I want to hear it now. Yeah, I don't. I don't listen to that from an outsider's perspective when we play it together. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear the recording now, and I will someday. <laughs> the best. I love that. Um, well, since I haven't had you two on the show before, I would love to ask, uh, Louise, when did you start playing fiddle and when did you start playing old time mm. fiddle and why <laughs> more important? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, th- I've been playing since I was seven ish, maybe eight. Um, I grew up in Orkney, a group of islands in the North of Scotland. Um, and I learned from Douglas Montgomery. He's a great fiddle player. Um, and I play, I mean, like, my main interest was in Scottish music, and that's, like, kind of what we had grown up listening to a lot of, yeah. and going to shows and things, and there's a great folk festival in Orkney, and I remember growing up, going to that, and, you know, sitting in these concerts with just, like, butterflies in my stomach, so excited, mm-hmm. just kind of like, I want to be up there with those folks playing those tunes. Um, and so, yeah, I studied with Douglas for, like, 10 years, and we did a little classical, um, which wasn't really where my heart <laughs> was at all but so you didn't was... transition like from class no to... we did both at the same time yeah. yeah like we would spend some of the lesson working on that stuff and maybe working towards i don't know like doing certain auditions for orchestra stuff or whatever it was that was gonna like help with technique and whatnot but then yeah. like the rest of the time we were playing tunes <laughs> teaching me tunes and i was going to a saturday fiddle class the orkney traditional music project which was really like mm. a great way i built a lot of scottish repertoire through them and and then I went to Glasgow and studied art, but went to Glasgow because I wanted to be in the music scene. And there's just like yeah. a killer music scene in Glasgow. Um, and I lived there for a long time. And then, I mean, I remember actually being a teenager at the festival in Glasgow. that happens in January. Celtic Connections, huge festival. Um, you know, there's like 10, 15, 20 gigs a night kind of thing during that festival for three weeks. And they bring acts from all over the world. And I remember we got to go to the festival club. We were definitely not 18, which is like the drinking age. <laughs> we weren't supposed to be there, but we'd got special permission with this like school fiddle group Douglas had taken down. And there was Crooked Still playing. And we were all yeah. like jaws on the floor, like never yeah. heard any of that music before. Mm. And that was kind of like the start of it. And even, yeah, then down the line, a few years later, I still, I mean, I didn't get an idea of what the difference between bluegrass and old time was for a long time, not until I moved to the States. Um, I went to Alistair Fraser's fiddle camp. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah, like one of my friends had gone and come back and Brittany Hass had been teaching that year. So she'd come back with all these cool old time tunes. And I was like, what is this? Tell me more. Uh, and she was like, well, you have to come to this Scottish fiddle camp in California <laughs> to learn old time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the kind of place where everyone's jamming in different corners of the camp and there's like, there's an old time jam and there's an Irish jam and there's some people playing mm. Scandi tunes, you know? So I picked up a few things there, but still like, I really didn't have a clue. <laughs> um, and then, you know, became aware of Bruce Smolsky, of course. And then decided at that point, I was like, I really want to go and study music because there was a lot. I wanted to work on um, and I wanted to study with Bruce and I wanted to study with Daryl of course and um, yeah so then I came over and started studying at Berkeley and I just had as much Bruce time as I could possibly yeah. get and that was when I really started diving into the old time I think my first ever lesson with Bruce he was like you know trying to teach me this tune by ear um, and stopped me kind of very soon into it and was like okay you need to stop looking at my left hand and start looking at my right yeah. hand and it was really then I was like oh okay this is all in the bowing um, just I tried really hard to kind of work on the boy and stuff with Bruce just by learning tune after tune. Um, I'm ignorant about like what 
Scottish Boeing entails? What did you have to well, unlearn? Well, I, I mean, I think just... a lot of it's all off the string so much more. And I think like Irish music is a lot more on the string and maybe a little more closely related to the old time thing of being really glued down to the strings. Um, and so with the Scottish music that I was playing mostly, it was all, it's so much like, you know, you play these like Strass Bays and things and they're so like bouncy and off the string. And it's you mean like, like the bow literally Yeah, it was like leaving. It was a lot more, yeah, like, um, I don't know. Oh. You know, all this like lift and stuff that, that just doesn't really... Yeah, we don't really like, yeah. do, do that here, do we? <laughs> yeah, so I had to like unlearn all that. Huh. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just all the shuffle patterns and things like that. And I guess in Scottish music, oh, maybe the same thing with like, trying to learn some of these Boeing things with Bruce as well. It was just kind of all through, he's like, okay, we're going to learn this tune and you're going to learn like the way I bow it kind of thing which is how I learned Scottish music too I learned tune after tune and you were just like given bowings until at a certain point it kind of comes second nature you know I don't remember everyone being like this is the bowing pattern you learn in Scottish music it was never like that sure. or even with like ornamentation which is another thing I I, I probably so, like don't even realize I'm doing it and throw like ornaments in when I'm playing all the time as well because it's really hard to like when you've just played that for so long yeah, sure. <laughs> to not throw it in but yeah I mean I learned all that just by osmosis I guess <laughs> I don't remember anyone sitting me down and being like this is how you play this ornament or yeah. whatever it's just kind of like I remember there being a time, I remember one day practicing the fiddle and being like, oh, I just did that thing that everyone does. <laughs> I can do it now. You know, it just kind of happened. Um, so, yeah. And actually, while I was studying at Berkeley, of course, you study all different things, which is what attracted me to study at Berkeley um, and learning some jazz, I think, with Mimi Rabson, who's amazing. Um, and Matt Glazer comes down the corridor and he likes to kind of poke his head around the door and listen to what folks are learning and chuckle away. And he was like, oh, Scottish jazz. <laughs> I was like, come on, I'm trying so hard to not sound like a Scottish fiddler when I play this music. And Mimi was so sweet. She was like, that's not how I would put it. But, you know, you've got your own flavor to how you play it. She'd put it in some way that was just like really sweet. And Matt was just like, oh, Scottish jazz. <laughs> So it's really, I don't know, it's hard to, yeah, to really, for me to forget what I've learned for the last, yeah. God knows how many years, 20 years, and like... Do you still play Scottish film yeah, music? Well, yeah, Okay, great. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely so you still haven't like, forgotten it? No, not at all. It's still where I'm most out. comfortable, you know. Um, I just, yeah, I kind of fell in love with, with old time and had mm. so much fun studying with Bruce mm. at Berkeley. And I think I took Bruce's old time class like six times or something. You know, audited the class a bunch of times so I could just be there and yeah. soak it up. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm curious if there were any old time tunes or source fiddlers that you felt like were like gateways mm -hmm. from playing Scottish fiddle music into playing old time. Cause there are like, yeah, there were pe Scottish people here, yeah, right. <laughs> you I know, mean, who like informed our yeah. you know, music, you know? Well, so. I mean, I, do, I am really fascinated by that and would like to learn more about, yes, these tunes that have, and how they, how music like travels and stuff. I was, I was kind of, I was up in Cape Breton, uh, before I came to Berkeley a couple of years uh, and, um, kind of looking into like yeah Cape Breton is where all these Scottish people came and it's an island and it's kind of cut off from everywhere else and so all these Scottish people came with their fiddles and bagpipes and stuff and like the music in Cape Breton is just like what it was you know a few hundred years ago in Scotland and it's kind of amazing how that happened whereas then with the Scots that ended up in the States and, and moving around mm. um, you, you definitely hear old time tunes like I, you know, once in a while, Bruce would be like, okay, I'm going to teach you this tune. And he'd start playing this tune. I'd be like, that's not that. That's like this crooked version of this tune from back home. You know, you really hear where some some of these connections are with like yeah. tunes that maybe had come across with these fiddlers and, and maybe someone taught it to someone else who taught it to someone else. And as it happens, you know, everything with an oral tradition like that um, down the line, mm. it's like... Like there's a tune, one in particular I love to play a lot called um, the Grafsby that is so close to this tune from Scotland called the Rothy Marcus Rant, which is a Strath's Bay. Yeah. And it's like, just like this, every, there's, it's a four part Strath's Bay and Grafsby is like four parts, but like is, is A, Graf A, 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 B, B, C, C, D, D, 
did someone mishear CCD. it? Yeah, that's what I wonder. Yeah, and they yeah. just oh, and it's just like this like stress bay that's kind of been flattened out into a reel, but like interesting, you know, like huh. um, does it still have like the, the snaps or whatever no, in it? No, They're just no snaps. They've been taken out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but the like melody and stuff is so similar, and huh. it's so fascinating to me. I'd yeah. love to know more and find more tunes like that. There was uh, another one that Bruce taught this waltz. Oh. I've forgotten what it's called now, but it, he played this waltz, and I was like, "That's like this jig from back home," mm. um, which is actually a—it's like a bothy ballad. It's like the song. Um, it's like a comical song about farming in Scotland, and uh, it's called "The Mocking of Geordie's Buyer," <laughs> like you know, cleaning out the cowshed, basically. Sure, <laughs> it's this comical song, and it's just like again, like the relationship between those two tunes is undeniable. Yeah. Like it's so they're so similar, but one's like this kind of cheery jig, and one's this like beautiful waltz yeah. <laughs> so it's really interesting to me all that. so it's like played for comedy in scotland yeah and then here of. it's like a little more yeah reverent pretty by the time it came waltz. here yeah it's so like, a lot of legitimate ways to regard farming yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man it would be so cool to like be able to actually fully trace that back and figure out mm. how it traveled and stuff you know it's it's really interesting to me well it sounds like you're building at least an, an intuitive sort of <laughs> physical understanding of like how to do that yeah and then catching the yeah the tunes (laughs) try and certainly yeah Yeah. let's play another tune and then um i want to uh interview ethan a little more Mm -hmm. um but what what should we play next did you ever hear hear mags mags Mm -hmm. the tune yeah maybe you would love that one but um maybe uh maybe not oh it's it's on the new the the new album Yeah. yeah 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 i've only heard it there. I don't know if I've played it with y'all. It's very no. crooked. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not that crooked. Well, the B part's kind of like, yeah, it's not intuitive. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, yeah, what, what key is it in? It's in G. Oh, okay. <laughs> can, can, we, can we try it out? Yeah. Yeah, let's yeah, try absolutely. it out. Yeah. Great. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Great. All right. Thank you. 
I think it was a little above my pay grade, but thanks for being Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what a cool tune. Who wrote this tune? I did. It's really fun. Thanks. Yeah. I've, I've had a habit of writing kind of crooked tunes for forever. What's it, what's it called again? Mags' 21st, Metal Brother Magnus. Hmm. It was kind of actually one of the first tunes we did um, when this band was forming. Um it was his 21st and of course being a terrible big sister I'd forgotten to send him something and mm-hmm. so I wrote this tune and it was a snow day in Boston mm-hmm. um, and so I baked banana cake to you know waft the smell through the house and entice some musicians to come join me in the kitchen mm-hmm. <laughs> you have you have tunes like that Louise that I, like 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 <laughs> like every single time like 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 a, a two or three months have gone by and I'll we'll just like you know every rehearsal or something I just hear a new tune from you that is just like, why, <laughs> where, and what is that? Right, right. <laughs> it's so good. Like, like, what like, have you done? Yeah, like, like, like you, you, you wrote that tune for the concerto that we did at Fresh Grass, and it was oh, yeah. just like, how did you do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been like the one of the first tunes I ever wrote was really crooked. Um, well, I mean, I think it actually is like. A thirty-two bar reel, technically, but it's like where it feels is like so off. Yeah. And I think I and I I used to take my tunes to my fiddle teacher and be like, "Can you write this down?" <laughs> He'd be like, "What is happening in this tune?" <laughs> it would take him forever. And then that one, I think I had even tried to write it down, taking it to him, and there's I still have the original with like a big scribble through the extra bar that he was like, "I don't need this one." <laughs> I mean. Not that he like really kind of hampered any of my crookedness or was like you have to straighten it out, but like that one, I think he was right. There was like just an extra, it was maybe even like half a bar or something at the end that I didn't need. Um, but yeah, I don't know. They've always just come out that way. It's so interesting <laughs> to me, like how like in this band, there's four different composers, mm-hmm. and and everyone has such a distinct and unique writing style, hmm. and it's really fascinating to me, like how everybody. We're all playing music, and we're all using the same notes and the same, same subdivisions. <laughs> but everyone's everyone's individual language is so yeah. so specific and so different right. to one another. Different mm-hmm. dialects. <laughs> it's weird, like how you can get such. It's like chess, I guess. You know, it's like just a such a combination of all these things that you end up with. Hey, keep going yeah. off book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. And, and it, it does sound, I, I couldn't necessarily, I can't tell, oh, this was written by, these tunes are written by this one person. Like just listening to it, it sounds, yeah, sure. mm-hmm. it makes sense all, yeah. all together. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've spent the last five years or something working mm. on what we as a band or what we sound like and what our thing mm. is and stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good to know. Some. It's good to know that that, that that the soup takes that long to cook. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that it ends up cohesive. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. soup ends up tasting good. Right. You get worried there for a minute there in the middle, and like, right. yeah, did I add right. too much salt? Oh no, I added too much salt. <laughs> then, then you just you know you add a little wine in there, put a little water in there. Uh huh. Soup tastes good. I don't know what this analogy has has to do with anything going on here. Yeah, it's, it's like making a big, you know, big old Italian ragu. Yeah, there's like <laughs> there's an hour and a half in the middle where it tastes terrible. <laughs> you can cut all this stuff. Is this a year? No, no, this is a year. Let's taste. Let's taste. Okay. <laughs> He said it. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, Ethan. When did you start playing the mandolin? I started playing the mandolin when I was thirteen. Um, it's and, fourteen now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, kind of the original thing that I started, like original, the first kind of musical events that I went to uh, playing the mandolin were um, old time jams. <laughs> In Indiana, um, you know, just a bunch of bunch of dudes sitting around at the farmer's market on Saturday mornings mm. playing old time tunes. Um, and and uh, that was my introduction into any any uh, folk music, really. I played cello before that, um, Suzuki cello. So I had always been um, working on ear training. So, so that part was, was there already, but then on mandolin, it was old time jams. And then it kind of 
progressed into bluegrass and then it progressed from there into jazz. Did you have any like training on the mandolin when you were sitting in with these old men at right. the farmer's markets right, right. playing old time tunes? Um, I had a couple lessons from um, my friend Les, who is actually uh, one of the international auto harp champions. He oh, wow. He Winfield once or, cool. or several times. Uh, but also plays mandolin. And kind of early on, I hung out a lot with my friend Jay Lapp, who plays in the Steel Wheels. Um, and Jacob Jolliffe, kind of a, a Portland person, uh, originally was also uh, a big help. Kind of when I first started out, I would go to shows hmm. and then sit backstage and play tunes after shows. Yeah, cool. Um, and that was kind of the early stuff. And then I took lessons with this uh, jazz mandolinist, Don Sternberg down through high school before I went to Berkeley. Okay, cool. So yeah, there was some education in there, I guess. But it sounds like when it, when it started, you didn't necessarily have, you were just sort of like coasting off of your like Suzuki cello, like general music knowledge. Yeah. And you, why, why did you choose mandolin? It's a good question. (laughs) Um, how old were you again? 13. 13. 13. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had played some mountain dulcimer. Uh, and I had played some ukulele and I was interested in playing something with frets and with a pick, I guess. And, uh, the mandolin felt a little more real than the ukulele. You can cut that out if you want. <laughs> and I stuck with the mandolin. This is a 13 year old opinion. Yeah, it's exactly. Fine. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, ukulele is a beautiful instrument. It's, uh, many people can play it much better than I can. Uh, and there's a lot of great stuff happening on it out there for sure. Uh, but yeah, then I was like, I wanted to play tunes. I want to be able to play yeah. fiddle tunes easily. Sure. Um, and the mandolin made sense for that. Do you remember any of these tunes that these, these folks were playing? Um, I mean, it's like a lot of kind of the, the sort of standard old time repertoire, uh, like the really kind of basic stuff, like we, there's a lot of soldier's joy and a lot of kitchen girl sure. and a lot of turkeys and straws and <laughs> yeah. travelers from Arkansas. I, exactly. yeah. I called tater patch at your house the other day and you're like, Oh, I learned that Indiana. Yeah. I learned that in a tater patch. Yeah. Well, you know, that was actually another part of the early mandolin education. I went to the, um, Oh, what's it called? It's like the International Dulcimer Festival or something like that. It's where all the hammered dulcimer players go every summer in Everett, Michigan. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Where there's like 400 uh, hammered dulcimer players all in one place. And I think they set the Guinness World Book, you know, the Guinness Book of World Records record for the most hammered dulcimers playing, you know, Liberty or whatever it is. (laughs) In one place at one time. (laughs) They did that there. And so, yeah, I'm sure they were all playing it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> within the same five minutes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But but they had you know man, like three mandolin classes there over the weekend, um, and, and you know nothing nothing crazy, but definitely like good foundation and like enough to get me thinking about playing chords and, yeah. and playing melodies and technique and such. Yeah, I I could imagine. Like if you had three mandolinists chopping yeah. among 400 hammer dulcimer players that could like, I can't think of it, much else that could like cut through. It might help a little bit. Yeah. Like I could see that being like, if you're like stationed, like in like a triangle. And maybe if we had like phones, you know, we were on the- yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the ever at a, yeah the ever Dalsmer Festival that, that was great. Cool. Uh, do you know if it's still happening? I believe so. Yeah, wow. yeah. I've got to see that. It's crazy. Yeah, it's at, you know, fairgrounds in Everett, Michigan, and and yeah, a lot there, of hammer There's a there's a, a jaw harp festival in oh, um, outside of Garibaldi on the coast uh, here in Oregon. And, um, I always just like imagine that if I like went, if I driving through, uh, highway 101, like going through, I think it's like Bay (laughs) city or something. It's like tiny little town on the coast that I would hear this, like, like, and all the overtones. (laughs) Of course. Like, ah, go, go, go. (laughs) Drive faster. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's kind of like, I'm sure it's a wonderful festival. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite something. Uh, Well, I would love to hear uh I, I would love to not play one and listen to um 
some some Ethan singing. Will you sing one? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're more than welcome to play. Okay, if it's if it's yeah. one that I can pick up, then I'll, I'll do it. Let me let me do a little little, little brain brainstorming here. We could do Rolling Home. That's we pretty could friendly. Do Rolling Home. <laughs> okay, it's a Nathan Moore song. You remember him? Remember me talking about him? I I don't think so. Who's Nathan Moore? He's uh he's like this guy who comes from my hometown. He's a songwriter. I remember this, yeah. Yeah, he, he used to play in this band, uh, The Amusement, with Dave Tiller and and Enyan Peltatiller. Hmm. They they now play with Tarka. And, uh, you know, I I met him when he was touring around. Tarka. Yeah. Sorry, I, I saw, way before I played any traditional music, Amazing. I was, like, uh, like watching OPB, uh, the, like, public broadcasting like in in Oregon I was like a teenager and I saw <laughs> that band playing at some sort of like folk festival and it was being broadcast okay. and I was like this is cool <laughs> <laughs> what, what am I watching yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're, they're, they're great man yeah they're, 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 they're like <laughs> this is, I, I saw them with Grant, like Grant Gordy was playing with them in oh Stanton God. like yeah, yeah. cool like like I was like oh I didn't know you could play the, the guitar like that yeah <laughs> Wow. So, so that was like a, a real, you just like accessed a, like a sense memory of like one of my first, uh, you know, trad, trad music adjacent, like, uh, of course. Yeah. Totally. I, I mean, yeah. that, 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 that's sort of like, I, I grew up with bluegrass, but like Nathan made, made it cool for me. Yeah. Sort of. hmm. Um, so like, I guess, I, I guess he's, he's, he's a songwriting pal. He got me into poetry and, you know, and songs and stuff. And I, I guess I, I love to take one, you know, at least in every project that I, I, I play in, I like to take hmm. one song of his, you know, I have, have, uh, I just, I just like taking him around, keeping him there with me hmm. because mm-hmm. he's a good friend. That's lovely. Yeah. So, um, this is, this is our, our, our records actually, actually named after a line in the song. It's, uh, how beautiful it's been. And, yeah. uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's in this song. It's called Perfect Roll, Roll Connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's PR. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you did it. Yeah. 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 It was Ethan's idea. Set you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, perfect. I have to tune. And I also, tune. I think this would be great to have you switch. here and yeah. then uh, either can... one of you could come here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, either one. Yeah. Um, and then we can move around as yeah. necessary. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Can our legs still gently touch? <laughs> I'm not going to be gentle. (laughs) Can't believe all I've seen is over. Can't believe how beautiful it's been so I rode the road to New York to San Francisco It took ten years to make it to the Shenandoah And quite a few cars Quite a few cars Now I'm driving to the radio And dancing with the rabbits on this stretch of country road Rolling home Can't wait to hear what you'll want the lost in the rain. I'll be there, but there's a party just down the way. Tonight I feel like playing. Tonight I feel like playing. And Daniel's gonna be there. That's such a good feeling. But Dad's life is gonna shake the ceiling. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? Driving to the radio and dancing with the rabbits on that stretch of country. Thank you. 
I'm pretty sure I'm bound to miss the highway. No one around here could ever know how good I was at that. I'd miss them more. I'd miss them more. Now who knows, I might find someone who wants to go somewhere. Now I know I could take them there, that's for sure. Oh, honey, that's for sure. I'm driving to the radio and dancing with the rabbits on that stretch of country road. You sound beautiful. Oh, thanks. That was very nice. <laughs> that was great. You have such a particular uh, voice that I always feel like uh, this, that it's an Ethan song when you're singing. <laughs> That's a compliment. I really I like appreciate it. you. Yeah. It's always this like very particular, um, I think, I forget what I said last time, but I think I made you, I think I said like sad hot or something. <laughs> <laughs> there's this like, there's this very specific type of singing that I kind of like imprinted on like a coming of age. I just this like I think very the specific, intimate microphone. The specific thing you said to me was you just seem really horny. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I'm projecting. I don't know. <laughs> but, That's why we're friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it works. You can cut it's, that out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, keep it in double it. Yeah. <laughs> double it. Yeah. Well, on that note, uh, where do people go to follow Corner House, to see yeah. Corner House live, to hear your recorded works and buy them? <laughs> Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, we, have, we have a website. It's hellocornerhouse.com, right? No. Nope, that's not the, that's, that's not it. Hellocornerhouse.gmail.com is how, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's our send email. Us, uh, Let's send it. Unsolicited advice. Cornerhouseband.com. Yeah, yeah, tell us. <laughs> tell us everything. It's like that sticker you see on the back of the trailer. How am I driving? Tell yeah. Us <laughs> Call this number. Yeah, exactly. And my band just called it on me to say, no, he's not. Doing very good. <laughs> and I think Low Corner House is our Instagram it, and yeah. such like, right? And yeah. then I think, yeah, Facebook is maybe. TikTok, you know. Oh, yeah, we were on the show. Oh, yeah, TikTok. Very good. <laughs> for better or for worse. Yeah. <laughs> for worse. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, Corner House, Hello Corner House, or Corner House Band on the socials. I uh, Instagram is Hello Corner House. Facebook is just Corner House, is the name and the website with tour dates and merch. And contact and all that is cornerhouseband.com. And we have a Bandcamp site as well. And we're on all the streaming services um, if you're into that. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I will I will find all of those things and link them in the, in the show notes. Yes, perfect. Uh, so that people uh, know where to go. And if you got lost in the which, which times it's Hello Corner House or Corner House Band, <laughs> you just check the show notes. It's all linked there. Yeah. And I've checked the URLs <laughs> and stuff, and you'll be good to go. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I gotcha. Um, I love the new the new record. Um, oh, it's you. so great. Thanks. I've been listening to it a lot. And... Uh, yeah, it, it's so lovely. It, it was it was magic making it, and, and like like Maeve was so so gentle with us all. Really, she's such a good producer. She kicked her butts gently. Yeah, she really did. <laughs> she really did. I mean, I remember singing singing in there. I was like so nervous at first. I was mm. like, she's gonna rip me apart. She's gonna rip me apart. <laughs> nope. She was mm. so nice. She was so great to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, 
butt kicking, but with like a slipper on. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, no, it was one of those fluffy ones with like a rabbit. Or something. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. She gave me a pair of socks. Oh, <laughs> she Why? still have them. Why? I don't know. Probably because <laughs> my feet were very <laughs> cold. It's a singing technique. <laughs> Right? Yeah. They came up to here. They're, they were huge, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> She's like, you can just have them. Right. I'm going to let the listeners assume where Ethan was pointing. <laughs> yeah, like, they came up to... <laughs> yeah. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Cool. Well, let's, let's do uh, one more tune. Maybe we can do one of the ones that I actually learned that, that Ethan <laughs> sent me. Uh, could we do the, the, the caribou party yes. tune? I like um, this idea. And have uh, Casey play play some banjo. I think this will be good. Yeah. Would you uh, like to sit in the hot seat, Casey? I don't give a shit. <laughs> it actually would probably be better if Casey's still there um, if I'm going to be here and also yeah. playing banjo so nice that there's banjo some wheels. separate <laughs> yeah. caribou party. Who who wrote this this tune? Is this a Casey tune? Great. Uh, this is the one where I was like, I hope that maybe some people will like take this tune and, and go and go play it. And go I, forth. I, yeah, I I've gotten yeah. a couple messages from random people who listen to Molly and I's interview. Yeah. A tune of ours has caught on. The Wilbur's March? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Old time James like, who wrote this tune? What is this tune called? And go that makes me really happy because that tune rolls too. Awesome, cool. Caribou part. Do you want to like int- introduce this tune? Where does the where did the title come from? Uh, I've been trying to figure it out. Um, it's either a new political party or um, what I thought might you might call a group of caribou. Sure. That's those are my assumptions on this tune name, but I can't remember anything else about it. <laughs> I'm excited to to vote caribou in the next <laughs> 2024. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, folks. <laughs> Thank you. 
Corner House has a website at cornerhouseband.com. They have a band camp, and they're all over social media. So check the show notes for all of that so you can buy and stream their albums, find out more about them, and keep up to date with their tour schedule. You can support this podcast at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. That's also linked in the show notes along with links to my banjo lessons, my band, my other podcast, and Get Up In The Cool merch. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to Get Up In The Cool.